Hey, this is dating coach Joshua Segafis. On this podcast, we talk about how men and women can level up their powers of attraction and desirability to take their dating life to a whole new level. Stay tuned. Keep listening. I'm about to show you how it's done. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segafis YouTube and podcast, the show where we talk about how men and women can level up their dating lives, increase their attraction, and embrace the alpha mentality. All right, I have a pretty cool video today, and um, basically, I got I got messaged by a gentleman who was having some dating problems, and uh, he was asking me for some advice. And um, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through just kind of vaguely the messages we talked about back and back and forth and uh and I'm going to kind of uh oh got you okay good. um all right sorry I'm just making getting my notes all planned out here okay so we messaged back and forth a little bit Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to film this video. Um, this is pretty, like, obviously his situation is unique to him, but there are a lot of men who are dealing with kind of different versions of this situation. And so uh, I felt like making this video would be helpful for him, and then it might also help some other men who are going through going through similar things. So all right, we're just going to jump into it here. He says uh, the basics, uh, it's that he's been single for the most part for the last two years. He had a couple of heartbreaking relationships prior to that that really destroyed him, uh, allowed, and then allowed him to let a major uh, toxic person into his life is what it sounded like. Um, he says, I went to a dark place in life and had enough. I became single, found my spiritual path, and accepted that I'm pagan. Uh, so, you know, he's got some spiritual beliefs there. Um since then, I'll dabble in the dating scene, but never with any success. Most women that have shown interest, uh, they don't get to a first date due to different reasons. It just doesn't work. I've had maybe seven or eight women in the past year uh, chase me showing interest, but only two of them felt the connection and went with it. Um, one lasted a week before there were issues on her end, uh, and then you know the others didn't work. Um, I tend to fall fast usually. Okay, now we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna stop here, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go over these things now as we're talking about them. Well, let's just con let's just go through these. Let's finish this. I'm gonna give you the whole synopsis here. Then I'm gonna talk kind of go through and talk about it. Um, I tend to fall fast, and I've warned them, the women, that you know my partners usually do too. They never believe me, and it ends badly. This last one, I warned that she will fall fast. She eventually, though, had issues that came to light within herself that she usually ignores. Uh, but they manifested and were directed toward me as if I was the one having the issues. I'm an empath, a strong and rare type that by just being me, people tend to open up around me, reveal their true selves. I've been told that I'm too protective of my energy, that I need to let love in, you know, so that sounds like a struggle for him. But I seem to be a beacon of light to the ones who are broken, is what he says. Um, and so he's become a bit picky, which is not a bad thing at all. Uh, he says, now I'm torn, I have baggage, and in some ways I could be self-sabotaging things. You know, I try to back away and work on myself. When the universe decides to finally send people knocking on my door, <clears throat> you know, and then he starts dating them. 
is what it sounds like. And sure enough, one of them uh, is amazing. Um, and then it kind of goes then to, I've got people telling me I'm sabotaging myself while others declare there is nothing wrong with the way I am. So there's mixed signals there. Um, I can tell you this. And so this person, this gentleman has two children prior to my kid's mom being with her. You know, I used to have all the confidence in the world. I could get, you know, dates with, you know, pretty much any girls I wanted used to be in worse shape even, um, than I am now, but, uh, she really destroyed my self image over the, you know, the, the years that we were together. They were together for about seven years. Um, he'll, he's, uh, he's going to be 35 years old coming up. Um, he says he's become more com comfortable with his body. He says that women are kind of into the dad bod, he thinks. So, you know, it's not really an issue. Um, but he does have a list here of the issues that he tends to have, um, with, uh, with women and kind of the deal breakers. So number one is, is, you know, his pagan and witchcraft beliefs. Number two, that he participates in like, um, you know, different kinds of healing medicines, ceremonies, you know, a bit, um, a bit, you know, I'm not going to go into this specifically, but just some different healing medicine type ritual things. Uh, you know, so I guess that maybe is too extreme for them. Uh, number three, that he has kids. Number four, he's out of vasectomy. Number five, he doesn't want to have any more kids of his own. He's fine if they have kids, um, you know, with a few exceptions. Uh, number six, his work schedule. Number seven, lack of interests in common, common interests. Uh, number eight, uncomfortable with mine and the, uh, the kiddo's mom's friendship. Um, he says that him and the mom are able to hang out and joke around about, about anything, and that sounds like it is a problem. Number nine, he works for a company that he needs to keep, he needs to keep, um, you know, keep some pretty difficult hours for, um, and the hours for his job are, uh, so he's got, you know, he, he works, he gets really early in the morning, 5 a.m., works till about 5.30 p.m. He says he has his kids two nights a week. Every other weekend, there's been a few ladies who've shown a lot of interest, but we can never make the schedule work due to theirs <clears throat> clashing with mine. Okay. Uh, he says distance is too much to deal with. I'm assuming he means like physical distance, like, you know, the people he's meeting are living farther away. The vibe and connection is completely different in person. Once we meet, this is usually my issue toward them. Those are usually the big, you know, strikeout reasons for me. Okay. So. This gentleman has put a lot of the information out here about his situation, and I'm going to try to go through this. And, of course, I don't know him personally, and I've only exchanged a couple messages with him, but I'm going to try to give some advice. Um, I really like it <clears throat> when people send me stuff like this and I, you know, and they give me the okay to do these videos like with, you know, about their situation because it's going to be very helpful to a lot of people dealing with these, you know, same types of issues and everyone's situation is a little different, but you know, um, a lot of these issues though are pretty common amongst a lot of different, you know, men. So <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Um, all right. First of all, he says he's been single for the most part for the past two years. He's had a couple heartbreaking relationships prior to that, that destroyed him, that allowed him then to let a major toxic person into his life. He went into a dark place. Um, okay. And then he got single. So it sounds like that relationship ended, you know, and, and since then he's been in a bit of a funk. Okay. So first of all, that's understandable. Um, funks happen. It's not fun. 
to not have a good experience on the dating marketplace. Um, and as men, it's, you know, it's especially difficult for men to deal with, you know, things like rejection, um, to feel like, you know, if you keep striking out, keep striking out, it can really start to mess with your head. It's like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I get anyone to think that I'm interesting or that I'm, you know, worth a try or whatever it is. And so, um, so you can get into kind of a negative spiral. And it sounds like he says that, you know, that he, he became single and found his spiritual path. Like maybe he worked on himself a little bit and that's a really good thing because Sometimes you have to just go monk and kind of reset, you know, you got to stop chasing women. That's one thing. Chasing women, being too desperate for it is a huge turnoff. And um, we can get in a cycle where we just like get desperate and we're chasing women and that's not a good cycle to get in because that's a low value marker, that desperation. Like as men, we want to be strong, confident men who are completely capable of being fine on our own. We don't need anyone else. We don't need, you know, we don't need a, you know, a woman in our life to validate us. We don't need to be dating someone to validate us. What we do is we're high-value men. We're minding our business, getting our money, pursuing our purpose in life, right? And then um, dating high-value women is like adding a little bit of extra icing onto the already awesome cake of life, right? So if, if you're not having a good experience without a dating partner, then that that's the first sign that you probably need to change your life a little bit. And you need to, you know, start getting your money, um, minding your business, pursuing your purpose in life. You've got to find out what you care about, what drives you and pursue that, right? That's a high value male trait. Um, he says, most women that have shown interest don't even get to a first date due to different reasons. It doesn't work. And, and then he lists the reasons later. Um, He's had seven or eight women in the past year show interest, uh, and he says they chase him. Only two of them felt the connection and went with it. So what it sounds like is, you know, what it sounds like is he gets, um, he has some luck, you know, getting women interested, and then after they start chatting and talking, it drops off really quick. Now, I don't actually know why this is, um, but we do get a clue in this next part. And obviously I've not read any of his messages with the ladies. So, you know, I can only, I can only say so much. I don't know his situation that well, but there is a clue here. He says, I tend to fall fast usually. Okay. Now this is a real big red flag to me. And so this is a, this is a thing that men have to be careful about. Um, as men, we do have the ability to fall, you know, fall in love, quote unquote, very, very fast, but we have to be really careful about that. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, it's important to understand that that women have evolved to look for certain high value traits in men that they find attractive, right? Um, one of the very best resources on this you could ever read is one of my favorite books of all time, uh, if I can see it, The Evolution of Desire by David M. Buss. He talks a lot about human mating behavior in this book. This is really, I say, the, the world's foremost authority like book, and David M. Buss is the authority on the topics of you know, human mating behavior. But I'm going to break this down super simple. Um, you have to think about human mating behavior in a caveman context. Women are looking for high-value men. They're looking for men with great resource potential, you know, so the affinity for generating resources. And then they're looking for men who with, with the empathy to then share those resources, right? Those are, that's really predominantly what it comes down to. Um, now, but resources doesn't just mean money. There are many different types of resources. There's money. There is, um, there is, um, 
sexual, there are sexual resources, sexual energy. There is time, right? There is attention. There is, uh, you know, like sharing the, you know, being the willingness to share all of the different resources, you know, there's also energy resources like industriousness. There are, there's intelligence, there's ambitiousness, right? So our ambition, um, there's also physical, there's the physical part of it. So, you know, having a strong body, um, <clears throat> being a dangerous man, a man who could, you know, protect her from harm, being a, uh, like a, the type of man who, you know, isn't afraid or intimidated by other men. You know, these are all very attractive things to women. And when you take it back to a caveman context, it's important to understand that men and women, you know, they have two, two different roles in the sexual marketplace. Um, women are the selectors and men are the competitors, right? I talk about this all the time. This is the conflict of the, of the sexes and, and it's, it's the, it's the great conflict, but it's also the great common ground, the difference in the genders that leads to, you know, the, the manifestation of our mating behavior and, and how it manifests differently in men and women, because men and women do have different core sexual motivations. The core sexual motivation for men adaptively and evolutionarily speaking is that men want to spread their seed amongst as many high value women as possible in the hopes that they will secure their future genetic lineage, right? So they want to propagate the species. They want as many different women to have their children as possible. That way their genetics will live on in the, in the, um, you know, the human genome and they will be sexually successful as a result of that. And then the more children they father, the more successful they are. Now, obviously this doesn't mean that every modern day man is running around trying to make as many children as possible. Our cultural context plays a huge role, right? And, and we have the ability to make real time decisions about our sexual, um, about our sexual desires, you know, and, and override some of the, you know, some of the, the more core programs, right? So a man might, he might look around and see 30 beautiful women. Is there a, a core instinct somewhere that tells him he wants to have sex with all of them? Yes. At some point inside of him, you know, he might have that instinct. Is he going to act on it? Maybe not. He might choose to be in a monogamous relationship, right? Uh, so in that sense, he can overrule his programming. But that core, pro that core programming still exists, right? Now, but for women, it's different. Women, their primary objective on the sexual marketplace is to mate with the highest value man possible, securing great genetics to conceive children, and then to pair bond with that man to secure the resources and protection needed to get those children grown up to adulthood safely, right? Now, you probably notice it's a lot easier for women to get sex than it is for men. And this is very true. Um, this is really, really true because women are by default born into a position of sexual abundance, generally speaking. About 80% of women, you know, the upper 80% of women could, can, for example, easily walk into a bar and any number of men there would probably go home with them, right? Now, men, are, they're operating a little differently. Um, men do not automatically inherit a position of sexual abundance unless they have an extreme, for example, like extremely good looks or an extreme amount of money or, you know, something like that, that they're born into, um, that gives them a huge upper hand. For the most part, men have to work to become high value men to then basically 
earn sexual access to the highest value women, right? Um, so, so that's kind of the difference, right? Um, and men have to work for that. Now, as you become a high value man, you move from operating from a position of sexual scarcity, which basically means you, you know, you don't have any partners right now and finding partners is difficult into a position of sexual abundance, which means that finding partners is not difficult and you have ample options to choose from, right? And so now the difference here is that men are working to gain sexual access while women are working to vet and give sexual access to only the highest value men. And this is why women are really attuned to what I call high and low value markers. And they want men who give off high value markers because that's that high value man who's going to help them with their sexual mandate. They don't want the low value marker man. Okay, I tried to just condense a huge, <laughs> like many volumes of books on human mating behavior into a very tiny thing, but I hope that that's understandable. Now, when you say that you tend to fall fast, see, this is a low value marker. And the reason why is because of this, like, as a general rule, women want the best man in the room, right? Um, they want the highest value man they can possibly get. If they can't get the most, the highest value man in the room, then they're going to at least want the best man they're capable of getting, right? And so here's the thing, though. If a man commits his emotional resources, which is what happens when he falls for a woman. If he commits his emotional resources too fast, it's a low value marker. Why? Because high value men by nature are very, very selective in how they choose to spend their resources. And women intuitively know this. And so when a man is cautious and takes it slow, even if the woman seems like, like she might want him to want her, of course she does. But if he comes in and he gives her that and satisfies that need for that validation, it's a red flag to her because she's like, wow, he just committed all these emotional resources really fast. That to me speaks of desperation and it speaks of low value, right? And that's immediately going to be a turnoff to her, right? Unless she is so low value in the marketplace that she's so desperate that she'll ignore that, right? Which is not usually very common. Like for the most part, like women are pretty attuned to these things. and Most women are operating from a position of sexual abundance. And so that's, so that's really important to keep in mind. Okay. So that's the first thing I noticed right there is the falling fast. And what we can do as men is we have to just be a little careful about this. I really encourage men to be dating, you know, before they settle down, I encourage them to be dating multiple women at once. You know, don't get hung up on one woman. Don't get one-itis. Don't like fawn or over or pine over one woman. Like you've got to be living your life. You have to be a stoic man, right? You've got to be strong. You have to have control of your emotional resources, just like you're in control of your financial resources and your, your physical resources, right? You've got to be in control of it. That's very, very attractive to women, right? Um, I'm just making some notes here, grabbing a couple other notes and putting them in here real quick. Okay. <clears throat> so that's the first thing I notice. All right. Um, that he's probably where he's probably missing a lot on. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean you can't express interest. Like there's a process of, you know, you want to engage with women, then you want to, um, you know, you need to, you need to build connection, obviously. You want to escalate, sexually escalate, right? You have to do these things right. Um, there's a timing to this. And I've got videos in my YouTube channel about these things. And I've got blog posts about this on my blog. Um, and you can find all that stuff in my channel about, you know, how to engage, connect, and then sexually escalate with women, right? But, but, but you have to do that without investing all of your emotional resources because you need to keep her 
I'm going to be real with you right now. You need to keep her pursuing you. That is a turn on to her. Because as a man, you are supposed to be high value. You're supposed to be the protector. You know, the, you're the metaphorical, figurative, in, you know, in evolutionary sense, you know, the protector, the provider. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to follow those, like, gender roles specifically in modern day. But we're talking about the instincts, right? Because the ancient um, evolutionary instincts driving human mating behavior are still very alive and well. No matter what people want to say about how it's changed, it hasn't changed enough. Because we have only, we've spent just a few minutes in the post-industrial revolution world. You know what I mean? We're still in a very, very, very new way of living but we're operating with the old software you know the 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 psychological software of our ancestors when it comes to mating behavior so it's very important to understand okay so let's continue on here um they never believe okay i've warned them that women will fall fast for me um they never believe me and it ends badly this last one i warned her that she would fall for me uh and that she would eventually have issues okay this sounds like sounds like um there's a way too much thinking going on here um i don't i don't think I don't think it's useful for men to try to tell women what they think you know um you want to discover things about her you want to learn about her it almost sounds like if I'm getting involved with a woman and I'm saying I'm warning you you're going to fall fast and then issues can come up like I that's that's like kind of low value marker kind of behavior like why would I say that um it almost sounds like I'm not being sure of myself right like I expect something to go wrong and that's a low value marker it's not it's a lack of confidence and women look to men to be confident and that's an attractive quality right now I may be misreading this maybe that's not what's happening but but it sounds to me like there's just too much thinking going on instead of talking about this I would much rather be talking about what movies do you like like, what kind of food do you like? Let's go get some food. You know, you, you told me you like Indian food. I'm going to go take you to my favorite Indian place. Yes, I'm choosing where we're going. I'm choosing we're doing this. Like, I'm making the decisions as the man. Um, we're going to go in my car. You know, I'm going to take control of the situation and try to make this a good experience for the both of us. You know, and I'm going to, I'm going to evaluate you and see if I'm actually interested in you. If not, I'm going to cut you loose. I'm going to walk away. Uh, if I am interested and if you are interested, well, I guess it's going to keep continue onward. Like, you know, it's, there's not that pressure because you're operating from a position of sexual abundance. Remember, a powerful high-status man has options, right? And women pick up on that. So to be honest, even if you don't have options, you need to behave and live your life like a man who has sexual options. And ironically, that will then start to... Um, that will start to become your reality if you do it correctly, right? You need to maintain that masculine energy. Um, I'm an empath, <clears throat> a strong and rare type just by being me. That is a big strength. It's difficult, but actually being empathic is a huge superpower on the dating marketplace, but you got to learn to control it. Can't let you, you can't get up in your feelings about it. You got to control that. Um, I tend to get people to open up and reveal their issues. Um, nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Um, don't, you know, be, be a little careful with that. Um, sometimes there's no reason to know. You know, we can, as men, we can talk way the hell too much. Sometimes we just need to do sexually escalate. Don't talk about everything. You know what I mean? Um, now, I'm not saying that that's what this person's doing, but, you know, sometimes you just got to shut up and kiss her and you got to stop talking about it. You know, um, as men, that is a huge, that's probably the number one, just like, you know, simple bad habit I see men have is they just, they do way too much thinking and talking. They need to be more doing, get more money and do more making out. Stop talking about feelings quite so much, right? Um, 
is refreshing to women to have men who are, you know, stoic and like, I, yeah, whatever. Like you think that, tell me about it. That's fine. Um, I'm not going to emotionally react to it, you know? Okay. Let's see. I've been told that I'm too protective of my energy. That I need to let love in. Okay. This is starting to sound really mystical, right? And I don't like this kind of language because th this, this speaks to, this almost makes it sound like I need to let love in. It's like, no, you need to love if you believe that that's what's best for you. Um, if you don't think that's best for you, don't do it. Stray facts. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to love anyone. In fact, you should be very selective in who you choose to love, right? Because that's a high, as a high value man, you have a lot of resources to offer. And if you just give love away willy nilly, um, that's, you know, then it's a, it's a resource that's not as valuable. And women pick up on that. Women pick up on that big time. I'm telling you, women read men like, you don't even know how good women are at reading men, reading those low value markers. You have no idea. They don't even know they're doing it part of the time. Uh, I seem to be a beacon of light to the ones that are broken. So I become picky. That's good. Be picky, be even pickier. Nothing wrong with that. Um, high value men are picky. And then, okay. So it goes on. Now I'm torn. I know I have my baggage in some ways. Um, this could be self sabotaging things. So I try to back away and work on myself. That's a good thing. Read some good books. Read To Be a Man by Robert Augustus Masters. Groundbreaking book will change your life. Excellent, excellent read for men who are working on themselves, working on their shadow material, trying to overcome guilt and shame from the past. Work on your sexual shame. I guarantee there's some sexual shame in there somewhere. A lot of men get shamed for being sexual creatures because they want sex all the time. And they, you know, they want to have just nasty, dirty sex all the time. And they're just, they're always thinking with their dick, you know. Um, that's how, that's, that's how it is, man. You know, control yourself, you know. Don't be a, don't be a dickhead, but, but men are sexual creatures. And there's no, there's no shame in that. But a lot of men feel like that's a bad thing and they get shamed for that. And so don't, don't be shamed by that. Um, if you are sabotaging yourself, read some good self-help books and educate yourself and you get out of that, you know, that shame mentality. Um, let's see here. Oh, um, when the universe decides to send people knocking on my door. Um, okay. So this is another thing. Like, it sounds like, um, I'm not sure. It sounds like you're getting on dating apps and meeting women that way. Um, but you know, we can't rely on chance to send people to us. Well, that's not the game. Like the game is we, we level up our attraction and, you know, we're working on our attraction habits. We're learning how to engage, connect, and um, sexually escalate with women effectively as a high value man, right? We're also minding our business, getting our money, pursuing our purpose, right? And so this drives us. And so, so these things, we do them all together and we level up as a man, right? We're going to the gym, whatever it is. We're going to the dojo. Um, we're, we're getting money. We're starting side hustles. We're starting our own business. We're starting to invest our money, right? We're going to get financially caught up. But, you know, you, you got to have money as a man in this world. you got to be getting money. I don't care how much money you're getting. you got to be getting bigger money than you're getting. Um, we should always be striving to level up and to leave a, not only to be you know, not only to be self-sufficient and self-reliant, but because we want to be able to, you know, provide for the people we love and take responsibility and leave a legacy. Right. Um, okay. So that's something, uh, 
I can tell you this, prior to my kid's mom, I used to have all the confidence in the world and could, you know, pretty much get any girl I wanted. Good. That's awesome. Um, it sounds like she messed you up, probably hurts your confidence. That happens in a long-term relationship, which is why, contrary to popular belief, it's actually more important to invest in something like dating coaching or into like dating habits or pickup or whatever it is you're going to look into. It's, it, you, it, it's almost more important to do that after you're in a relationship than before you get into one because that's when guys drop the hardest is once they get into a relationship they think they're safe but you're never safe i don't care how much that woman claims to love you or does love you you are always replaceable and we have to remember that as men um as humans we have to remember that but Men especially have to remember that because as men, remember, we do not, we're not born into sexual abundance. We have to earn that through hard work. And if we stop that hard work because we find one woman, bam, our sexual value is going to drop and she's going to pick up on those low value markers. And at that point, it's just game over, man. So that's just how it is. That's why we have an epidemic of like, you know, men who are married five, six, seven, 10, 15, 20 years who then just get divorced and they're completely lost and they had no idea what was going on. Right. Um, so, so, you know, get your self-confidence back and then, and keep working on yourself. Don't just, uh, don't just, you know, get into a relationship and then drop it. That's not when the, the end, that's not when the, you stop putting in the effort, right? Um, for the past two years, I've become more comfortable with my body. Yeah, I want to lose some weight, but it seems like most of the women like the dad bod. Okay, um, this is so this is good. You want to be confident. Don't be don't be stressed about your body, but you also want to be leveling up. Remember, we want to level up mind, body, spirit. So if you go into the gym, you know, be doing some running, uh, be doing some yoga, whatever it is you like to do, do some karate, you know, go do some kung fu, whatever it is you like to do. Um, that's active, that gets you out of the house, that gets you running. If you can't get out of the house, do it in the house. You know, punch a punching bag, whatever it is. Um, work on your body. I'm telling you, I am telling you, this is straight facts. When you start to work on your body and you become healthier, your um, mating options, you know, the women who are interested in you is going to grow. Straight facts. Because women are attracted to good-looking bodies. That's not the only thing they're interested in. Um, but it plays a factor, so why not work on it, right? Got to level up. Level up mind, body, spirit. All right, now we're going to go through here. Um, talks about these reasons that he says he's having problems, like kind of the strikeout reasons. So let's go through these. Number one, he's into the pagan witchcraft thing. Good. Do your thing, man. If that's your spiritual practice, do it. If someone has a problem with it, they can walk. Cut them loose. Um, you're not desperate for women. There, there are women... Um, if you're operating from a position of sexual abundance, you're going to have women lined up the block to date you anyway. You don't need, you don't have time to argue about that nonsense. If they don't like it, they can leave. Um, number two, participate in, he participates in some rather, let's, I'm not going to talk about this on YouTube, but some rather radical, you know, healing herb type process, um, you know, and medicine type things, you know. So, I mean, you can imagine what, what that is or whatever. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is that something you're into? And as long as it's not a habit, that's hurting your life, you know, okay, whatever. Um, if they have a problem with that, they have a problem with it. If it's important to you and they have a problem with it, fine, let them walk. There's other women. The world's full of women. No reason to stress out over that. Um, you're just ruling out the ones that aren't good for you. Um, number three, I have kids. Okay, so this is a, this is an interesting thing. Um, yeah, men with kids, like, that can be a little bit rough. Women will think twice before getting involved with a man with kids, especially high-value women, right? Um, with that being said, it's certainly not a deal-breaker, and it really depends on your value and also the values you're instilling in your children. 
you have to think about this in terms of a woman who's going to be investing her time, energy, resources, emotions into someone. Um, for for fathers who have kids and it's like an out of control situation, you know, like that's not worth investing in. But in a controlled situation where you have control of your family and, you know, you're getting your kids, you're minding your business, getting your money, pursuing your purpose, you're leveling up mind, body, spirit, you're instilling those values in your kids and you have a functional family unit on its own, then it might actually be a benefit for her to invest in that. Like, because she, she's coming into that secure and, and um, you know, thriving environment instead of into chaotic mess. Like women can't afford to invest in a chaotic mess, right? So that has all, that plays all the the difference, like that's that that makes all the difference in how attractive you are when you have kids or versus don't have kids, you know, and, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, I've had a vasectomy, good. <laughs> no, that's fine. If a woman has a problem with that, then she's not your cup of tea anyway. You're past that point in your life. Um, <clears throat> that's fine. She probably needs to find a different kind of guy. You probably need to find a different kind of lady. So that's that doesn't matter. Number five. I don't want to have more kids of my own, but I'm okay if they have kids. And that sounds like it's being a deal breaker. They want to have, of course, they want you to have kids with them. Um, a lot of women, um, a lot of women do want to be mothers. Not all of them, but some of them do. If they don't, they would like to do that with you. And, and if they haven't had a chance to have that family and they meet you and then you can't have kids or don't want to have kids anymore, that is a deal breaker for them. It has to be. And that's okay because you've made these life choices and now you live with the consequences. And, and I, hopefully they're good ones because you're past that stage of your life. So maybe you want to find someone who's past that stage of their life as well, or that doesn't want that, you know, you, that's common ground. You got to find with someone. <clears throat> um, it's not a negative though. If someone says that, don't, don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. It just is what it is. Number six, my work schedule. Um, okay. This one, this is interesting because he said his work schedule, but then he told me in a message that his work schedule is basically 5 a.m. to like 5.30 p.m. And so it's like, so what woman's schedule isn't lining up with this? We're just women. Are these women just working night shift? Like, you know, um, you know, I, I, the business he's in, he probably makes pretty good money. Um you know, what kind of jobs do these women have that they're not able to make it line up? Are they working nights? If so, I'm interested in how much money they're bringing in. Are they bringing in as much as you are? Uh, if not, watch out for that. You know, you don't want to get tied into a relationship that's unequal. You know, don't be unequally, you know, bound together in that sense. You want to come to it on equal footing, right? So, and if they're complaining about your work schedule or that you're working too much, it's like, well, a high value man's going to be working and she's going to have to deal with that. So it's, she's probably not good news for you. If the fact that you work a lot is a problem or if she can't seem to line up with that, like pretty natural, pretty normal work schedule, actually, that's, that seems weird to me. I have a feeling and I'm going to throw this out there and I don't know because I don't know this guy personally and I don't know his, um, I don't know his dating habits or, and I have no idea what types of women he's matching with such and such, but I have a feeling that you're matching up with some low value women who, who like want, want, want everything, everything, everything good. And they don't have like a, maybe, I don't know. The fact that you have a work ethic and you have a good job should be a, a, a positive, right? This should be a positive. Even if you can only get together once every two weeks, a mature high value woman is going to understand that. Right. And so I, you know, this is part of my problem with online dating, man. This is part of my problem with online dating. And I talk a lot about this, but the thing about online dating is that you've got to really be careful because I'm telling you most of the highest value men and women, not all, not all, 
but most of them, they're not on dating apps. Why? Because they're partnering up in the real world. And so by the time you get to a dating app, you're already skewed toward the portion of the population that's having problems on the dating market by default. And this is, might be one of the reasons that these women are on a dating app to begin with, and that's why they're not partnered up, is because they're having issues with things like the guy working too much, which is a, that's a ridiculous reason to not want to be with someone. I'm just going to be honest. It sounds like you know that's not responsible. We're just going to leave that like it is. I think you understand what I'm saying. Um, lack of interests in common? Eh, whatever. If you're, you know, to be honest, if you're a high value man and you're engaging her and, you know, you're sexually engaging her in a satisfying way and, and you guys are doing your thing and, you know, you've got that happy, that happy dating, you know, adventures going on, that's not going to be as big of an issue. I'm going to be honest. You might be having a problem with sexual ex escalation if women are saying that the lack of common interests is becoming an issue. I, I would dare say that maybe that's code for them saying, I'm kind of bored with you. You know, you're not pushing the envelope. You're not challenging me sexually. Um, I'm, I'm not, I can't be completely sure that that's what's going on, but that's what it sounds like to me. So you might need to level up your ability to sexually escalate, you know, and engage with women sexually because, you know, it sounds like they're just not being, you know, not being engaged to the point they would like to be. And that's the thing. Women want to be engaged. That's fair. You know, especially if they're going to be with one partner, you know, they want someone engaging who's going to excite them. All right. Um, uncomfortable with the kid's mom and the friendship. Okay. Um, here's the thing. This is, a, this is a, this is a tricky one because if you have children with somebody, if you have children with somebody, then obviously, hopefully you can have some kind of positive relationship with them. Hopefully. Right. Um, I would hope that that'd be the case for the kid's sake. I, my ex-wife and I have two children together and we are able to have a civil, you know, a civil relationship and deal with co-parenting issues and everything, you know, and that's good. Even better if you can do it in a good spirit and have, you know, and have some good like conversation and stay engaged, even better. However, it is a huge red flag to start dating someone who is showing any impression that they are kind of drifting back or tending to drift back or have any kind of desire to get to drift back to their ex. It is a huge, massive red flag and women will run from that like the plague and for good reason. So, I mean, to a point you have to decide what you want. Do you want that person from the past or do you want to start a new life? Also, this is a red flag to me where you said that this person, like, so the, he said that the kid's mom, like, really damaged his confidence and, you know, stuff. Um, so if, if that was so bad, why is he being friends with her? And then not, why is he being so friendly with her? You know, this almost sounds to me like, it almost sounds like clinging to the past. And that is a big red flag. And women are going to mark that as a low value marker. And they're going to stay away from it. And to be really honest, if I meet a woman and she has some kind of, like, you know, if she's like, has kids and there's an ex, you know, the father of the kids and he's in their life. Okay, whatever. That's fine. I don't really care. Um, they're her kids and that's her life. Um, I'm not looking to be a dad to those kids. You know, they have a dad. So, okay, there we go. And if they, what, what they need to do, they need to do. But if I get even a hint of any kind of 
well, maybe she kind of wants to go back to her ex or maybe she would or blah, blah, blah. I am, I'm out of there quicker than, I'm out of there quicker than the, than the roadrunner, man, because that's just, it's a waste of time. It's a low value marker, huge low value marker. Someone who's not moving on with their life, someone who's stuck in the past. That's not what you want for yourself. That's not what a high value man should want for himself or a high value woman for that matter. So that is what it is. And I'm just going to leave that there. Um, uh, let's see the next one. Distance is too much to deal with. You might need to go out and meet some local women. Um, if you're meeting women on dating apps, matching with women an hour away, there are women within 10 square city blocks of you, many high value women. I mean, unless you live in a really rural out in, out in the middle of nowhere kind of area. Um, but I, I know that this gentleman kind of lives close to a major city, you know, so man, there are countless women there, you know, go out to the, go out and do things, go out and do the things you enjoy, um, do the hobbies you enjoy and meet women in the real world and engage with them. Learn to approach women when you see them at the coffee shop, you know, when you see them, um, you know, out at the club, when you see them, when you, when you take a class, take a class on something you like, we meet women there. Get comfortable approaching them, engaging, connecting, sexually escalating, asking for their number, you know, closing, um, get you, you know, get better at your day game, get better at approaching cold approach, you know, woman at the grocery store, be comfortable walking up and talking to her, you know, and just kind of checking it out. Um, there's many, many ways to solve that problem. I, I'm, you know, I'm the same way. If a woman matches with me and she's an hour away, I'm just like, Meh. like to me, it's just like, why would I go for that when there are literally, I know there are countless women within five minutes of my house who would be awesome to spend time with. Like, why would I do that? So that to me is another symptom of dating from a scarcity mindset, like with a scarcity position. It's like, if you can't, you know, if it's just, you should be able to find women closer to you. That should not be a problem. If that is a problem, then maybe you have to level up your dating game, right? Okay. So number 11, the vibe and connection is completely different in person. Once we meet, um, we get to talking and start to get to know each other. The ones that I hit off well with, we finally meet up for a date, usually around one to two weeks in. So you're texting like one to two weeks before you meet. That's kind of a, that's, I'm going to be real with you. That's kind of slow. Unless both of you, the reason that you're not meeting is because you're both very successful, high level professionals. Um, you know, for example, a Supreme court judge is going to have a very strict schedule and they may not be able to meet up right away. Okay. But for most normal people, that's a long time to be texting. Two weeks in texting without scheduling a date. I'm telling you that by the by the second or third day texting, if you haven't gone in for a date, your odds of succeeding with this woman have pretty much been reduced to zero, and you're probably being put in the, the friend she texts zone, right? That's just what it is. Women want to be engaged. They don't want to wait around and play games, right? Uh, they want to be engaged. You need to connect um, engage and escalate with them pretty quickly. <clears throat> so text games sounds like you could use some date scheduling and text games. Um, now if your schedule truly is busy and you're, it's busy because you're minding your business, getting your money, pursuing your purpose and pursuing greatness in your life. And because you have so many high priority things and dating is a lower priority for you. Okay. That's totally fine. Um, let her know that. And if she's not fine with it, she can walk. Um, if she, is willing to wait and be patient. Good. That's a good sign. That's a way to vet partners. If they're not okay with it, send them on their way. Um, if they're good with it, well, good. Maybe she deserves a shot then, right? Um, we're high value men. We have a lot to offer. There's no reason to feel pressured to change our schedule for someone that we don't know if they're even compatible with us or not. Right. 
uh, when we meet, the chemistry sparks connection, whatever you want to call it, isn't the same or not there at all when you meet in person. Sometimes that happens. You know, people look different on their apps. Um, you know, and people's texts are different than in person. Um, you, you need that energy in person. This is why I don't really like, again, this is why I don't like online dating. I prefer to go out and meet women in the real world. If I walk up to a woman at the coffee shop and I can, I can sense her energy and the vibe, you know, and, and I'm getting a reading right away and I see exactly what she looks like. On a dating app, there's a whole bunch of effort you have to do before you even meet in person. Um, even, especially if you're texting for two weeks. Like for me, I mean, I'm scheduling a date when I match with someone on a dating app within the first two days. And if, if it's a no-go, then I walk away from it. It's like, this isn't worth the time, right? Um, because I'm not here to just text. I want to meet people in person. That's the whole point. Um, some of it I know is due to me, um, you know, about to feel their emotions, energy in person, figure out almost immediately how the date will go. I've only had two girls in the past two years that matched the same way. This sounds like, you know, you're maybe putting a little too much on them. Women aren't, they're not going to be, you know, spiritually matched to you. That's, I, I feel like this is another case of overthinking, over communicating in, instead of just doing. Like when I go out and I meet a girl for a date, um, I'm not, I'm not so, con I used to be really concerned about that stuff, but it, it didn't serve me. Right. Instead, I want to meet up with someone and, and then see what kind of person are they? I want to learn about them. I want to see, you know, like what they're into. And, and I'm going to talk to them and give them a chance. And we're going to, you know, and as long as they don't have any major red flags, we'll hang out if I'm attracted to them, whatever. And uh, and you just see how it goes. I've I've met some really deep women who are like very deep and, you know, there's a massive like emotional connection. I've met women that there was no emotional connection at all but i thought they were really hot and we had a lot of fun together so that's fine like that's super cool i appreciate those women just the same so i i think that um i think that what this speaks to to me when you say you need to feel their energy and you can figure out almost immediately how the date will go so and so um what it sounds like is you're dating from a position of like a lack of validation self-validation a validational deficit like you're looking for a woman to plug the empty hole you feel inside of you when in truth the only thing that'll plug that empty hole inside of you is you minding your business, getting your money, pursuing your purpose in life, leveling up mind, body, spirit, learning to take life by the horns and to be an alpha mentality man who, you know, who is building a legacy to leave a dent in the universe, a meaningful dent. And he wakes up excited about that every day, right? That's where we, that's how we find meaning in our lives through the things we do and the work we do and the value we bring to the world. Um, we don't find our value through dating partners. And if you're trying to do that, you're always going to be at that validational deficit. It's just never going to work. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other notes here. Nope. That was all the notes. All right. Well, I hope this video has helped. My three biggest pieces of advice for someone going through these similar types of issues are number one, uh, need to, need to work on your game. You know, your, your, uh, game with women. Um, I would suggest a book called the noble art of seducing women by Kezia Noble. Read that book. It will completely revolutionize your understanding of women and how to talk to them and how to engage with them. Absolutely excellent book that changed my life. So that's the first thing. Um, I would also recommend reading, um, I would recommend reading, um, to be a man, a, a guide to true masculine power by Robert Augustus masters. And then, um, those two books will really, really help you. 
another thing that I would encourage you to do is to start putting serious thought and effort into leveling up mind, body, spirit, um, and then getting your money, minding your business, pursuing your purpose. What is your purpose in life? Like, what's your greater purpose in life? Like, what great dent do you want to make in the universe, right? Think about that and then start pursuing that. Um, you'll find that when you pair that with leveling up your attraction and dating, like that's going to go so much better than if you just focus so much on dating. And you might be doing that. We haven't really talked. I, this gentleman hasn't really said anything about that. He might be doing this. But this is good advice, and a lot of men could stand to think about this, so it's good to think about. Um, the third piece of advice I would say is um, join my membership tribe. Seriously. I could, like, with daily coaching, we could break these things down, you know, we, we could really break these things down and get deep into it. The link down below to my membership tribe for those who are interested in maybe joining, it's free for the first month. Um, just super affordable. And a lot of these things don't get changed overnight. See, that's the thing. It's small incremental progress. And the way that I was able to revolutionary, revolutionize my dating life when I was younger was I was able to study men and women who knew a lot more than I did, right? I was reading Kezia Noble. I was, um, you know, listening to Jordan Peterson. I was listening to other people who knew a lot about this that I did not know, right? And, you know, Robert Augustus Masters was instrumental in that, helping me to find my true masculine power and all these different things. Um, we need to learn from people who are better than us, right? And people who know how to do what we want to do. So that's what we have to be doing. We have to be focused on those things, leveling up, right? So those are the, that's another important thing. You have to be seeking those people out and leveling them up. So this gentleman and anyone else who's having these types of problems, I would seriously say, join my membership tribe free for the first month. Maybe we can get your problems sorted out in that time. If not, okay, that's fine. Um, maybe you, you know, join and pay and then you'll get even more value. And it's awesome. It takes time though to turn some of these things around. And, but this gentleman is, he's, he's on, he's on a good track. Um, the fact that he's, you know, reaching out and talking about these things is very, very good. And it's very, very important to continue that journey, right? All right, that's all I've got for this one for today. Go with grace, ladies and gentlemen. Never give up your power. This is Joshua Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.